Welcome to the weekend. Wire. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the Culture Jack podcast. This is the weekend wire where we bring you all kinds of news. I'm going to be talking predominantly about movie and show, TV show news. We got a little bit of sports news we're going to be talking about today. A scout of uh, video game news. And we're going to be diving into uh, a couple of movies I just recently watched and TV shows. And I think that's what's going to wrap up. So thank you so much again for tuning into the weekend. Wire. I'm your host, Anthony, and let's uh, dive into the show, shall we? Let's uh, kick this off right with uh, some movie TV news. As we've discussed several times over at this point, um, the kind of the heads of the digital streaming world are, are really going after each other with Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus. Those those are pretty much the uh, the big guys in the room. At least that's what uh, comes to mind. And with that being said, Amazon is doing the Lord of the Rings TV show, which is supposed to be like their version of Game of Thrones to some degree. And recently it was reported that Amazon's going to spend five times the Game of Thrones budget on the TV series. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Uh, reportedly cost more. Okay. So Lord of the Rings TV show series could take expectations to a new heights as the debut season reportedly cost more than $465 million to produce. By comparison, most seasons of Game of Thrones cost an estimated $100 million to produce. That's absolutely bonkers. And it says... Uh, Amazon, that's just for season one. So $465 million just for season one. I don't have any other details really on what their full scope is, who all is tied to the Lord of the Rings show, and which approach they're going to uh, kind of go after. But they're going to have competition, and I thought that was interesting that they're, they're boasting the half-a-billion-dollar bill for season one, when we know that HBO, oh, excuse me, I forgot to mention HBO earlier. HBO Max is also a big contender in the world. But we know that HBO already is in production of at least one Game of Thrones show. So with Amazon working on this and, and throwing money into it, you know, that could equal uh, awesome show but as we all know money isn't always the cure for uh, longevity or for viewing and for audiences so we'll, we'll have to see what's more to come with that I do feel like Amazon is trying like hell to find its place and uh, I'm excited to see what they come up with because for me the consumer um, a it makes for good news and stuff to talk about but b it's great because I want I want more of the boys. I want more of Invincible. I want more of their original movies. I want them to be a, a competitive uh, digital service that kind of puts the heat on Disney and puts the heat on Netflix and everybody because it just allows us, the consumer, to get more content. And Lord of the Rings at this time is a uh, IP that I invite into the Coliseum of Contenders because... I've enjoyed the movies that 
have been produced in the past. The stories were always great stories. Uh, again, I'm not sure what angle or or what approach they're going to have, but we'll uh, have to see. Continuing that, though, Netflix has uh, started Blood Origin, or is going to start Blood Origin, which is the prequel to The Witcher. So let's see. Netflix much anticipated. Let me kind of skim through this. That is not it. Okay, yeah, so Blood Origin is going to be a spinoff six-episode series that is essentially the prequel, but they do know it's set up 1,200 years before Geralt's adventures. Um, Daclan Debera will be the spinoff series showrunner and executive producer. The Witcher showrunner, Lauren Schmidt-Heisrick, will also serve as the executive producer. Um, there's there's a bunch tied to this, but that's exciting because why not? So it's a six part miniseries. And as we know, with a lot of these like spinoffs and all of this stuff, if there's enough, if there's a big enough audience that will either trigger for a continuation or a variation of that spinoff. So, again, I mean, that, that that's pretty exciting to me, especially because we know Witcher 2 is coming relatively soon. And then to throw a spinoff in, which is the prequel to pretty much all of what we're seeing, it's probably a solid approach. We'll have to see, obviously, as more comes down the pipe and we get to see uh, what what happens. So, um, And that was brought to you by comicbook.com. Let's see. Giant Freaking Robot reports Ryan Reynolds to star in Thundercats. Ryan Reynolds has reportedly taken one character and completely vaulted him into the pantheon of comic books personalities through Deadpool, which we all know. Um, but it looks like there's a new rumor from insider Daniel Richmond that Ryan Reynolds is being considered for the live action version of Thundercats, uh, which is starting to come other names like Vin Diesel and several others. So, they're building this thing up. It looks like they're still in casting and I'm sure still working on the story, but Thundercats appears to be a real thing. Now, Thundercats has been, if I can recall, has been rumored for, I I, I want to say like the last three years without anything really coming to fruition as far as there's money behind it. They have the script, they have the director. And then clearly here, um, as stated, they don't have a... Uh, cast fully developed yet but again i would be interested to see what what angle they're going to try to go with thundercats um how much is cgi how much is live action what story are they going to um because some of these ips it's like don't just do the ip because of the the nostalgic name i mean there has to be a place for it it has to be i would argue a unique enough position for the characters and everything there and the story that they're trying to tell to be a top competitor with the shows that are currently being produced uh, within that big genre, such as Disney plus what they're doing, what Amazon's looking to do. And, you know, you've got like the, the offshoot guys like umbrella Academy, the boys and all these other ones that are, that are building its audience that are doing very well, that are growing. Um, in which hopefully we'll see another season of Umbrella Academy here relatively soon as well. Um, let's see. 
in other news, it says uh, Castlevania looking to expand its universe with new series. Netflix is looking to expand the universe of Castlevania's original anime series with a new series. Netflix has had a ton of success. I've actually seen a couple of episodes of the Castlevania anime series on Netflix. Um, it was it was pretty cool. I don't regularly watch anime. Um, it's it's a thing that I I'm, I'm attempting to kind of dabble in and to try to get a little bit deeper in. But at this time, um, not that much. But I did see a couple of episodes of this. So um, based on Konomi's Castlevania video game franchise, fans have been waiting patiently for news on the fourth season ever since the first was confirmed. Um, let's see where this kind of goes. This is where it all started. Well, the news of Castlevania ending uh, with its fourth season certainly took fans by a surprise. But it appears as though they are working on some offshoots of the uh, Castlevania and and kind of breaking it up and making some changes. So hopefully we'll see more to come there with Castlevania anime series, which, again, like, I... I, I uh, really do like this stuff like i appreciate it no i i haven't seen the three seasons of castlevania i saw an episode or two when it first came out because it was on netflix and uh i was bored one night and and, uh, lo and behold i watched a couple of episodes but i do that with several shows it's like uh i don't know it's just one of those one of those things but nonetheless excited to see which direction they go i mean uh, there's so many opportunities still. I feel like the comic book genre is pulling from a lot of its resources, not all of them, which is exciting. Um, the video game world, I feel like, is starting to dive into that more with stuff like uh, cyberpunk getting, which you can argue, yeah, it was a board game and now it's a video game kind of a deal. But uh, cyberpunk, I think trauma units going to be getting an animated series or that's in the work. And and others are being considered. It's just I feel like it's the right approach to kind of consider it. But in, in Castlevania's case, great story, great thing to make an anime. Um, they've done well with it. And if they do a spinoff or a variation of it, because they easily can, given the uh, nature of the story itself, by all means, keep going and <laughs> keep heading in that direction now there's going to be a lot of movies and a lot of shows coming out here uh the summer of 2021 and i know dustin and i are both excited to see uh the new trailers and to uh kind of walk through that so we'll have to see as production wraps as some of this stuff unfolds and uh, yeah, I'm I'm freaking stoked because there is so much going on right now in the movie industry and in the television industry, and to see you know like the Spider-Man movie is coming, and we've got the new Batman movie is coming, and we've got Thor: Love and Thunder is is in the works. We're finally going to get Black Widow uh, here relatively soon, and there's just so much. There's so much going on right now, guys. It's it's pretty exciting, especially in the uh, comic book slash movie slash TV uh, TV series world. Um, it's a, it's an exciting time, especially if if you're a, a fan of that kind of stuff. You know, also books. You know, like I mentioned, Lord of the Rings, 
and many other things. So I'm, I'm genuinely excited to see what's to come. We've got Army of the Dead coming here pretty quick from Zack Snyder on Netflix. Um, and just so freaking much more. James Gunn's Suicide Squad's coming out in August. Uh, Matrix 4 is coming out in December. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. Titan Season 3, I know I've mentioned that several times. I, I believe that's going to be coming. Hopefully, maybe we'll get an update. Maybe we'll get a Peaky Blinders this year. That would be absolutely freaking incredible. So... Let's keep moving, though. That's pretty much what I had for movie and television news. I just wanted to talk through, you know, The Witcher, Lord of the Rings. Uh, let's see. Thundercats is a possibility and uh, Castlevania. Not a lot. I get that. Um, but I, you know, I, I've got a feeling some some other items are going to be coming pretty quick here. Real quick. Let's dive into some video game news. That's uh really just based around releases over the next month. So MLB The Show 21 got pushed and will be releasing 419 and 420, it looks like. Um, WRC 9 on the Switch will be coming out 427-21. Returnal is coming out 430. Resident Evil Village is coming out 5-7. That's, that, that's going to be probably one of the bigger games that comes out, uh, at least at the moment or, or over the next several months due to the hype of the large woman that they put in there and all the memes and all the shit that happened with that. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Editions coming out 514. Bio Mutants coming out 525. K's and the Wild Masks is coming out 525. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga is coming out 531. Hold on here. My uh, list is slowly kind of slowly doing its thing. Um, we also have Sniper Contracts 2 coming out 6421. We've got Calvary 2 coming out 68. Back for Blood 622. Dying Light 630. And I think that's far enough. That list was brought to you by GameStop. You guys can check it out if you're interested in seeing what's coming out here relatively soon. From me personally, I'll tell you right out of the gate, the games I'm interested is uh, the show 21, which is MLB Major League Baseball. I mentioned that in previous episodes. It's a thing that I want to check out. Um, let's see. I am trying to see. Resident Evil Village I am interested in. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I don't know. Biomutant looked pretty cool, so I may check that out as well. And those are probably the top games. I might get suckered into Star Wars, though. The Lego, the Lego edition. My kid has been loving all of the uh, Lego Harry Potters and, and everything. And he's been having a blast, especially on the switch with it. So that's what's in the lineup right now. Let me look at something though, because one game I was hoping to see on there in which I feel like kind of fell off. Let me look this up here. Let me take a gander because I thought it was going to be out already. And okay. So this was the game I was expecting to see on there, and for some reason it wasn't. It says, Far Cry 6 was originally penciled for a release date of the 18th of February 2021 for PlayStation 5, Xbox, PC, and all the other consoles. However, after Ubisoft revealed there's their financial struggles, they stated the game will arrive after April 2021, but no later than March 22nd. So that's not good. So that thing... If I remember correctly, yeah, I mean, I, I brought that up a while ago. So there's no real date will arrive after April 20, 
That's not good, man. Not good, guys. Not good at all. Um, huh. So Far Cry 6 is on a, a very strange delay because they're not even, I can't even find a date. I was trying to find some kind of date here because now it's saying March 27th, which we know. Let me see if I can hold on one second here. I start going down these, these uh, runs. Let me see. Because I still don't have anything. I'm like skimming through this as fast as I can and I got nothing. Okay, the far curve is due sometimes Q2 or Q3 now uh, is what PC game PC Games N is reporting. Weird. Weird, because I thought they were all slated and good to go. So we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for Far Cry 6. Um, but like I said, there's plenty of other games that are are coming, and that was just a few that uh, were noted on GameStop that I had mentioned. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it for gaming news. I think today's going to be a quick episode, kind of running through it. Um, what else do I got? Oh, sporting news. This is uh, traditionally we don't we don't talk about sports as a whole, um, but I bring this up and I brought this up before, and I'm gonna I'm going to continue to because it's in the world of uh, kind of the the cultural craze. It's uh, part of just so many different things that I'm gonna continue to bring this up because I find it to be relevant and uh, a part of it, and that is Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. So Jake Paul, I've mentioned this before. I think I cover. I did cover part of his last, part of his uh, last fight, I believe. It's trying like hell to cross over into boxing. Now, if you're not familiar with uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, these guys were internet sensations. They still are. They grew an incredible following. They did a bunch of crazy ass videos, a bunch of uh, cool videos, funny videos but gained massive popularity. Actually, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let me challenge myself here. Logan Paul follow follower account. Okay. Total views. Okay, so I guess we'll just go off of that. Jesus Christ. So total views, and I, I think this data, I don't know how, how accurate this data is, total views for him, because his, his follower numbers are wrong, um, 627, or excuse me, 5.71 billion views. And I don't know if that's collective on everything. I do know that uh, most recently he's got, like, I, I don't even know anymore. Anyways, Logan Paul, his older brother, um, who's, who's, I feel like he's trying to mature his career with his podcast. He still does goofy things with, with his vlog, but, um, he, because he's getting a little bit older, he's kind of changed his dynamic and rightfully so he's learned how to censor himself better. And, uh, his content's not bad. If that's your thing, if you like that kind of content, regardless, the dude's got shit. I don't know how many tens of millions of followers on each platform, it's pretty wild. He he's one of the top showrunners for all social media platforms. And his brother is, let's see, Jake Paul. I'm Googling this follower account. Okay. 
So I don't think that this is how accurate this is. Instagram says he has 15 million followers. Uh, this other statistic thing, the Vine Star had 5.3 million, 2,000, 2 billion loops, then discontinued. That was uh, how many subscribers does Jake Paul? I don't know, man. Like, I wish that some of the statistics, Paul has over 56 million combined followers across. That's so ridiculous. So we'll just say he has 50 million followers across all platforms. That is a fucking crazy, crazy audience. So regardless, he has had and continues to have this huge social media following and huge um, reach because of his following, which has allowed him to do a lot of things to include make a shitload of money um, to you know, create the content that he's wanted to create, live a lifestyle that he, that he has wanted to, and to get into boxing and to do some of the things he's wanted. Now, the reason that I bring this up is because we have this YouTuber and, well, social media guy, I'll say, um, and, and he's good at it. You, you can argue you don't have to like him. I don't personally care for him, but that doesn't matter because his results say and show that this dude is fucking successful. So you can't, you can't fight that and you can't argue that. I mean, that's one of those things that, yeah, you may not like it. Maybe maybe you hate it, but the fact remains that the dude, you don't get 50 million followers or 60 or 70 million. I don't know how many fucking millions he has, but a shitload um, without doing something right or at least catching, catching some attention and uh, getting an audience and growing. And that's what he's done. And he's done a very well done it very well so he gets into the sports thing i reported it last time when he fought i think nate robinson knocked him out now uh most recently him and ben Askren. ben Askren's a very well accomplished mma fighter that's been his his thing he's got a he's got a pretty good uh social media following across all all bands he's been quasi retired for a while he trains wrestling and does does his thing but a pretty well accomplished guy um, not a top tier. I mean, he was a top tier, I guess, but he's not. I guess I wouldn't put Ben Askren as like a legend status. And it's not a knock against Ben. I mean, Ben's a fucking well accomplished dude. He's done a lot of great things, um, but he's not the Michael Jordan of the sport. So they fought and there's a lot of shit that that has gone on. There's a lot of. Uh, there's so much goofy goofy shit about it because jake paul is taking this serious or as seriously as as he can while he's still doing his thing he's a younger man he's physically fit he know he you know to some degree knows what he's doing um unfortunately and whether you like this or not he has not been fighting professional boxers to include ben Askren is not a professional boxer he's a mixed martial artist where if i understood his career from what i read and what i heard is predominantly wrestling with some jujitsu. His stand-up game is is mediocre at best, which every guy in MMA, you know, generally have one or two of those skill sets, and that's your your dominant force to be reckoned with, and, and which is okay because you can make it further in MMA with with being dominant one or two or three skill sets as opposed to uh, having to no boxing if you were a professional boxer. Regardless of that being said, we got Jake Paul, the rising star in boxing going against Ben Askren. Ben Askren gets his ass knocked out in the second round, or excuse me, I believe it was first round within two minutes or right after two minutes on a TKO 
from a, a punch to the dome. I think it was like a right hook or, or a right jab. I, I saw it a few hours ago, so I apologize for for that. Askren's like, oh, well, whatever. Everybody's talking shit, but this is this is where this goes in, and, and it makes it even more, more kind of goofy. So Ben Askren, um, during the post-fight interviews, right? So he just got essentially beat up by a professional social media guy um that is taking it serious he's been training for several years now so forth and so on ben askren who was a mma guy when asked you hey does this fuck up your career because actually the guy's got a very well well uh accomplished career i mean he really does he's done a very good job he's not he's not just a schmuck i mean the dude's done his shit and he's like no man i mean i'm clearing a million close to a million bucks on this deal life's pretty life's pretty good and uh you know i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna go train uh wrestling again that's that's pretty much what it is so and of course jake paul now his head's fucking even bigger and now this that and the other but the question and, and one of the reasons i brought this or i continue to bring this stuff up the question is is like dude are you gonna fight a boxer right are you gonna fight someone in that genre and we'll see. I mean, we don't know that yet. We'll have to see. I mean, because he needs to start fighting boxers to solidify his legitimacy in the in the thing. Is he a boxer at this point? Yes, he is a boxer. But is he a pro boxer? I would I would argue that because of the the individuals that he's boxed. He hasn't fought a professional boxer. He's fought um, another YouTuber. He fought an NBA guy, and now he just fought an MMA guy that statistically shows that he's not a boxer so it's like okay next is to step up into the realm of a real boxer his older brother logan's going to be fighting floyd mayweather i think he's going to get i think logan paul is going to get his ass kicked because floyd bunny mayweather is a freak of fucking nature and the best one prop statistically probably the best boxer of all time i don't i you know don't hold me to that but i believe he is um anyways more to come on that but the interesting thing is when we get this dynamic of someone that gains the ability to tread in another world right and that's that's the reason i bring this up and why i share that type of news is like dude this guy was a youtuber for years and still is social media guy for years was talking shit uh talking talking shit to another youtuber they get into a fight he wins uh and then it just kind of escalates and it's turned into this thing and what it reminds me of is all of these cross genre entertainment worlds and how crazy it gets where we've had you know wrestlers um bleed over into movies right i mean we, we there there's plenty of them hulk hogan bled into movies a long time ago in the 90s he was in several movies uh rowdy rowdy piper in the 80s and 90s was in several movies andre the giant was in fucking movies uh stone cold steve austin was in movies um jericho's in movies i mean you just take that and it's like just kind of kind of wild however their movie careers probably you know they're not the best but there is one guy that stands above the rest actually there's two that i can think of uh in recent times where we had that transition that would be uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson of course one of the biggest entertainers in the world who's done you know incredible things I don't have to go into that and Dave Batista Dave Batista has been um playing and you know playing in this world for a while he um I and I hate to say this because I like Dave Batista I like what he's done with his career I want 
the best for this dude. I like watching him on the big screen. Um, this, in my opinion, the Zack Snyder movie, uh, Army of the Dead, that's coming, or I just probably fucked the title up, but it's coming here in a few weeks on Netflix. That is his opportunity, in my opinion, to solidify you are a leading man and here's your chance. He's got a lot of great support, uh, good director, cool story. So I hope that it launches him um, into uh, the space that he needs to be because, I mean, yeah, he's awesome as Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy, but he does not fucking carry the movie um, and many others. Anyway, so that's wrestling. Um, We've seen it from other genres as well and will continue to. I just find it to be extremely interesting, and I I enjoy talking about that coming from a news, uh, kind of a news deal there. So that's what I got. Uh, Let's go into, so again, Ben Askren got knocked out by Jake Paul. Check it out. Um, Let's go into what I've been watching, and then I think we'll wrap this up. I'm kind of dredging on here, folks. I apologize. We're at like 30 minutes. I didn't realize I didn't realize I was just going and going and going. So with that being said, let's dive into that. Let's dive into what I've been watching. This this to me was pretty exciting. And I'm excited to share this with you. Um, let's let me look up the name of this movie because I'm gonna if I don't do this, I'm gonna screw it up. I watched this last night and I would recommend watching it. It's a, a completely different movie than uh what I had thought it was going to be um it's called synchronic synchronic and it is number one in the u.s today it's available on netflix it just came out and it of course stars mr anthony mackie jamie doran katie alliston and, and many others it was directed by justin benson and aaron moorhead and this is a crazy fucking movie. I don't want to I, I don't want to ruin the plot for you. Let me just tell you this. If you like a little bit of science fiction, a little bit of murder mystery, um uh, you're gonna enjoy this movie. I would watch it. It's not for kids, straight at R. There there's some pretty, pretty uh crazy scenes in there. Um, but nonetheless, it was a great movie. It was very interesting. And it was uh, one of those ones where you're watching this like, shit, this is a good movie. This is a different movie. It's what I probably wouldn't normally watch, but this is nonetheless is good. I like the story. It's a little different. The way the, the movie was shot was a little different. The way that they tell uh, they have the characters kind of tell their stories quite a bit different. Um, so check that out. It's called Sin Chronic. And again, I just watched that on uh, Netflix. Shit. Last night. So let me look at this next one. And I got two more. The, I felt uh, very happy as I was preparing for this because I was like, oh, I got some fire to drop for uh, some movies and shows. Uh, the next show I watched recently, so I did travel a little bit this week. So I had the opportunity this last week. So I had the opportunity to catch up on some shows. I dove into two shows, never seen them before, knew little about them, and enjoyed the hell out of them. So Synchronic was a movie. Netflix. Next one is it. Both of these are actually on HBO Max. Um, is called Wall Street. W A H L S T R E E T. Wall Street, and that is Mr. Mark Wahlberg has like this docu series as he's wrapping up some movies and his investments and 
pretty cool if you like those kinds of movies. It's docu-series style where he's talking about all the businesses and he's in a fucking shitload. All of these different businesses that he is involved in and then you actually get to see um, some of the impact from COVID, which I was like, oh, fuck, because of a lot of his a lot of his channels and it's a lot of his channels of revenue and business. And it's pretty damn good. If again, if you like that, that business esque story, there is some cool scenes of or cool behind the scenes of how he does things. I enjoyed it. That's my kind of shit though. I like that. Maybe that's not yours, but I'll tell you one that probably is. And I I have been fucking blown away by this show. Every episode I've watched, I have not finished this season, but it's getting close to finishing it. It's called mystic quest on hbo max if you have hbo max you absolutely have to watch this show just with i'm telling you so mystic quest in the brief is um why is it not showing up here once oh wait excuse me actually mystic quest is an apple show so wall street was hbo mystic quest is an apple plus show and it is absolutely worth watching. So this show, I'm trying to pull pull up the cast so I get the cast right. Come on. And like I said, if you haven't seen this show, you're missing out. So Mystic Quest um, is based on a... The, the show is about a video game, not Final Fantasy Mystic Quest or Mystic Quest Legend, which was released a long time ago. Um, this is a show that's based on a group that creates this video game called mystic quest. And it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's video game related. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's awesome. It, it, what it reminds me of is like Silicon Valley. It's very Silicon Valley, but instead of them being, uh, essentially software developers, they are video game developers, very fun, very quirky, and it also has Rob McElhenney, Megan Gantz, several other guys. The writers is Rob McElhenney, Megan Gantz, David uh, Hornsby, and Charlie Day. So Rob, if you don't know him, is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's a lot of really cool, uh, I, I don't know, it's just, it's so fun and and so fucking funny. You got to watch it. Again, That's it's not rated PG, it's rated R. For a reason, there's a bunch of funny, uh, a bunch of funny things in it. Uh, F. Murray Abraham's in it. He's hilarious. Uh, and several others. You guys got to check it out. Mystic Quest. It's on your Apple Plus uh, TV subscription. Damn, that was a lot of talking. Way too much talking. That's what I've been watching. I haven't played any video games this last week. I got too busy. Um, I am gearing up to uh, get the new MLB as soon as it comes out. Uh, maybe I'll dabble a little bit in Call of Duty Cold War. Actually, I was thinking about shifting back over, start playing some Apex, start diving into some of these older games that I've already loaded up. Maybe a little bit more of the uh, NBA game I was recently playing. I don't know. But no games this last week. Those are the movies that I'm watching. So again, Synchronic, Mystic Quest, Synchronic, Mystic Quest, and Wall Street. Check those guys out. Three different platforms, but all enjoyable and different content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Weekend Wire. I'm your host, Anthony. And as always, please take a minute, hit subscribe or follow on the platform that you're listening to me on. Drop a comment. We appreciate it. 
And of course, we'll talk to you in next week's episode. Thanks so much. Bye.